You're listening to the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast about finding adventure every day and making your life a little more interesting. I'm your host, James Barrett, joined always by my co-host... Michael DeRosiers. I am here in Thailand having a cup of decaffeinated coffee because it's 10.37 at night, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm having a cup of non-decaffeinated coffee because it's 9.30 in the morning and I'm an addict. Before we get into the podcast, I do want to give a quick reminder of our monthly challenge. This month, our challenge is to make a cup of coffee outside, take a picture of it, share it on Instagram with the hashtag AttemptAdventure, or email it to us at our email, hello, at AttemptAdventure.com. At the end of the month, we're going to choose our three favorites, and we're going to send you a little tiny prize. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, James, what did you do this week? Well... Not exactly this week, but it is something new that I did. Recently, we released our first video on our YouTube channel that I I made and edited. That was the first video I've ever edited. <laughs> so, that's something new. Same with the website we've been working on. So, not really adventurous things, but just sort of things that I've enjoyed that I didn't expect to. Which is sort of, which is adventurous. <laughs> and I'm I'm proud of the website. I think it looks good. You and I have been talking and sending each other like snippets of code, and it's been fun because neither one of us knows anything about that <laughs> at all. Like I, I find the code online. I don't know how to read it or what it means, but they say this is what it does, and I'm like, here, James, check this out. <laughs> you, um, you seem to know more than I do about this kind of thing. My fiance is getting tired of me because she's a web developer, and so I'm like, hey, does this will this work? Hey, will this, will this work? And she's like, I don't want to think about this right now. Please stop. (laughs) She's like, yeah, this is not my working time, but you're like, but this is my working time. (laughs) This is my job now. I have to give a shout out to both of our fiancés for being incredibly patient with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Including me waking her up this morning being like, hey, Hey, I need to record. Oh. Please get up. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. She can't stay mad at me forever, right? <laughs> Time will tell. So, that's sort of what I've done new. What about you? What have you done new this week or recently? I did something new, and it really applies directly to what we're going to talk about today. So, recently, I took a tour here in Bangkok. It was an electric scooter tour with a company called Scooty Tour. I'll put links to them in the show notes. We went through parts of the old town that I had never seen before on the back of electric scooters, and it was just a ton of fun. I don't know if you've ever been on an e-scooter tour, but it's really cool. I mean, you get to go... In a city like Bangkok, there are certain areas that are too narrow for cars. Mm. And they're just areas you would normally walk down if you live there or maybe ride a bicycle. But you can easily get around on an e-scooter. They don't go super fast. I think the ones that we were on had a maximum speed of about about 10 miles an hour, I guess. But it's a lot faster than walking. And it's fun. Yeah. So much fun. So we went through Bangkok. We, we actually took a brand new canal boat to get there. 
so it's a new canal boat service that goes on a different canal. You have been on the really old canal boat on the Saint Sap Canal. Classic. In that stinking water, and I love it. I love it. I don't love the water necessarily, but it's part of the atmosphere. Yeah, it splashes you a little bit, and you're just sort of like, Bleh. Yeah, but this new boat is part of Bangkok's new electric fleet, and they're testing them out on this smaller canal that runs past Hua Lumpong Railway Station down to the river. They're silent, and they're smooth, and the water is clear. At one point, we intersected with Sansap Canal, and as soon as we crossed it, you could smell it. <laughs> then we were back on the other side, and it smelled nice and clear again. I think that the city is slowly trying to phase out these ancient river taxis and replace them with these new electric ones, which is a great thing. So we took the uh, riverboat to this temple, and that's where we got our scooters, and we ended up going to several temples, two historic churches. One was the oldest church in Thailand, which was established by the Portuguese in like 15-something, I think, or 16-something. Or One of the really cool things for me, but maybe not so cool when you actually think about it, was that my fiancé and I were the only two people on this tour, and that's just because there are simply no tourists here right yeah. now. I mean, there have been no tourists here for over a year. The borders have been closed since last February or March here in Thailand. While tour companies are trying to come up with ways to appeal to locals and to appeal to expats, it's still a lot lower than it would be. So while it's not good for the company, and of course it's not good for the city's economy, it was a really cool experience for us because we had a private tour. with There were two of us and two guides. Uh, we ended up at this little tiny ancient Chinese shrine, which had a noodle restaurant inside of it. And so after we visited the shrine, we sat down and we had some pork noodles. All in all, it was a lot of fun, but part of the reason it was so fun for me was because I got to see some new parts of Bangkok that even after eight years, I had never seen before. That sounds really cool. I know um, in a lot of cities around here, they have the the electric scooters and things like that, but they, they're almost like they were really popular for a little bit, but now they seem to be like waning because really you can't trust people with anything. <laughs> Well, these aren't just like ones you can rent. These were with the tour company. I mean, the tour company owned them. That's different. It's it's like Segway tours, but better. Although they were <laughs> actually Segway scooters. Oh, man. On a scooter, at least you're like, oh, he, look, that looks fun. But if you're on a Segway, it's like, it's ridiculous. Segways are probably a lot of fun. I've never been on one, so I can't say for sure. They look ridiculous. And if you're a police officer on the Segway, nobody respects you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's a good movie. Shout out to Paul Blart. It unironically and genuinely it's, is. It's, it's an enjoyable movie. movie. <laughs> anyway, today we're, we're talking about being a tourist in your own city or town or region, whatever. That's something that I struggle with and I have struggled with even when I lived in a cool place. And I think you can agree to that. Probably the first year you were in Bangkok, you did a lot of exploring and a lot of things like that. But since then, it just sort of becomes your home. You're less and less likely to be like, okay, I'm going to go see what's over there, you know? Yeah. I went through a period where I really stopped exploring. And at the end of 2019, I actually had to make a conscious effort to start doing this kind of stuff again. But for about two years, two or three years, 
I stopped exploring. I stopped discovering things. And now I, I'm, I'm still trying to go out at least once a week to do something new or see something new, um, see some new places. I have this camera that I just bought, this ancient <laughs> DSLR camera. <laughs> I, I've been trying to go out and practice some travel photography. But you're absolutely right. I mean, New Yorkers don't go to the Statue of Liberty, right? When you live somewhere, you just you're not a tourist you're a local Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that you're just not either don't have time to do or you just don't even truly don't even think about doing when you live somewhere here in bangkok there are a shocking number of things that i've never done i have never been to a thai massage after eight Hmm. years here never been to a cabaret show which is a thing a lot of tourists do i'm uninterested i've only been to kalsan road twice I've not been clubbing. I I live here. You know, I'm not a tourist. It's just a totally different experience, but that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either because you're still limiting yourself in a certain way. Now, you have also lived somewhere really cool. You you lived for a while in Reno. Yes, I did. And let's talk about that. When you were there, I I assume, now I'm not sure, you, you have to tell me more, but I assume that when you first moved there, you were trying to get out and and go hiking and, mm-hmm. and see the area, right? I mean, when you're new in a place, it still feels fresh and kind of magical, right? Yeah, we went hiking every Sunday when we could, but between those times, it, it really just became, you know, you live here. Yeah. It doesn't take very long to reach that point. You think it would take a while. There's a bunch of things we never did. Reno has a cool river walk area, Lake Tahoe is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I've been to it twice, and I lived there. You know, I lived 30 minutes away from ski resorts, and I went skiing once. Things like that. There's a lot of stuff there that I just didn't ever do. And looking back on it now, I'm like, well, why didn't I do that? Like, I should have done that. It wasn't until, like, my parents came to visit that I was like, okay, we're going to go do this, 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 and this, and you have a really good time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why did I not do this earlier? Same goes for here. Like, I live in Dallas right now. I don't think of it as, like, a place you go to have a bunch of fun. People do. People take trips here, and it's that's strange to me, but I get it. Like, you live in DFW. You don't go to Six Flags anymore. You did as a kid, but you don't go anymore. No, because when you go to Six Flags, you have to see, like, the really sad people that you went to high school with that are <laughs> that still, still work there. there. <laughs> and it just makes you feel bad. So, yeah. You don't go to Six Flags anymore. I mean, DFW has a bunch of good museums and has a bunch of stuff, and you just typically don't go. You know, I've never been to the Perot Museum. I've been to the Dallas World Aquarium once, and it's awesome. Yeah. But it's things you don't do when you live here. In the past eight years, every time I come back to our hometown, the Dallas area, I'm actually on vacation. So I've been treating it as a vacation. I've started Mm -hmm. doing all of these things. Because when I come back, even though I grew up there and I spent the first 22 years of my life there, when I go back, I'm a tourist, essentially, even though it's my hometown. And I've been trying to do these things, and it's a completely different perspective. And there is a lot to see when you are looking at it from a different lens. Yeah, because we grew up in Arlington, Texas, which is smack dab in between Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah. And I went to college there, go Mavs. My college was really close to, like, the Texas Rangers ballpark. 
in the Cowboy Stadium yeah. and things like that. Sometimes after class, I would go over there just to look in the pro shop or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're walking around and you're just like, this is cool. Yeah, that whole area with Texas Live and and just that inter- kind of entertainment district that they've mm-hmm. built there, it's, it is cool. It's really cool. And you're down there and you're like, oh, this is really neat. I should come down here more often. And you never do. Here's my experience in Bangkok. People think, wow, Bangkok, that's must be so exciting. And yeah, it is. But I didn't really have the opportunity to do a lot of it because I was working. My first five years here, I was working just a regular Monday to Friday job. On weekends, I would try to go out and see some stuff. But also when I was first new here, I didn't even know how to find stuff to do. I would go to the very top, top things you have to see, the Grand Palace and mm-hmm. Watsaket and all of that. After I quit my job and started working online, after my fiancé and I went to Vietnam for a while and came back, I started making a deliberate effort to go out and explore the city. In the last two and a half years, I've gotten to know Bangkok far more than I ever did in my first five because I've been just going out on foot and exploring. And I was... COVID-19 came at the absolute worst time because I was so excited to have visitors because I could be an incredible host and guide now because there are so many new places that I want to take people that would offer incredible experiences. But the only way I was able to find these things was by actually forcing myself to live like a tourist in the city where I live. And now I will say this. This year has really... So COVID-19 has a small silver lining in that it's forced me to kind of slow down. I can't I can't travel, I can't go out of the country, I can't really go that far away in the country. So I've been walking a lot in Bangkok and just going to different neighborhoods and seeing what I can see. Here that's harder? Well, Dallas is not a pedestrian city. Texas in general is very bad for pedestrians. You 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 have to have a car. I would argue the United States in general is very bad for pedestrians. You need a car. You need a vehicle to get around. Even public transportation isn't great in most places. Finding new things is harder. Yeah, you can't just stumble upon them. Mm-hmm. When you're walking, it's easy if you see a cool temple. You just say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go see that. And you just walk over to it. Yeah, when you're driving, you're, you're focused on going from point A to point B. Right. And so lately when I've been traveling... I make a conscious effort to keep an eye out and stop when I see something interesting or something cool looking. Right. So I understand that there are certainly limitations, depending on where you live. There are things that can stop you from just exploring, but also just randomly exploring is different than being a tourist as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I think that there are also blinders. Why do we have these blinders? about our own hometowns. Why don't New Yorkers go to the Statue of Liberty? You know, why don't we do these things that our cities are famous for and that people actually travel to come and see? We who grew up in Dallas, why don't we go to the Kennedy Museum? I've never been. (laughs) I think part of it has to do with the fact that there's the stigma against doing that sort of thing if you live in a place. Mm -hmm. Like, if you live in New York, there's a weird stigma against going to the Statue of Liberty, because you see it. Right, they say, oh no, locals don't do that. Yeah. That's for tourists. And there's this pressure to act like a local. And in a lot of ways, you should. But at the same time, don't not go do something 
because people are like, oh, well, we don't do that here. That's silly. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the Kennedy Museum. I should. Yeah. But I've never been. People just don't make time for that kind of thing. Tourists are not looked on very kindly in most places. Everybody likes to travel. Nobody likes tourists. And I think there's there are ways to be a good tourist. Yeah. We all know the bad ones. They're loud, mm-hmm. they're obnoxious, they travel in huge packs. But if you're in your hometown, you're not going to be acting that way mm-hmm. because you're going to know how to behave. I, I feel like there is this blinder, but it's kind of self-imposed or maybe socially imposed. I mean, why, why not just go to the Perot Museum next weekend? I mean, sure, okay, COVID, but in a normal <laughs> year, right? Why not go to the Perot Museum? Why not go to the Sculpture Garden downtown? You know, there's interesting stuff. Go to Thanksgiving Square. I, I did some research for you, James, about some crazy things in Dallas. Oh, yeah. You can go to the Adrian E. Flat MD hand collection. He was an orthopedic surgeon, and he collected bronze casts of famous people's hands, everyone from Walt Disney to Dwight Eisenhower. And that's in hmm. Dallas. It's the Baylor Medical Center. Huh. I was, I was worried it was just going to be a collection of, like, amputated hands. No, 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 no. They're just... I mean, still weird. (laughs) (laughs) Still pretty weird, but but not as weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Thanksgiving Square, right downtown. Beautiful stained glass. It's the world's largest collection of horizontal stained glass. I didn't know that existed. Mm. Check it out. It's that chapel downtown. It's it's got that spiral of stained glass that goes up into into the sky. It's beautiful. You can go to the graves of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. If, if you're so inclined. Um, <laughs> in Waxahachie, not too far away, there's a complete replica of the house from the Munsters. I mean, there's weird and cool stuff to see everywhere. And these are not even necessarily tourist things, but they're just kind of slightly off the beaten path. Yeah. I mean, I would even go so far as to say that there's nothing wrong with joining a Segway tour in Dallas Mm-mm. if you wanted to who cares you know you might learn some history you might see something yeah. or, or like a ghost tour sometimes ghost tours are fun to do in your hometown because even if you already know the history you're kind of learning these stories I've never done one of those you've done one right I have in Bangkok in Bangkok and see that seems that sounds really cool it's fun yeah I did one in Galveston several years ago as well Galveston's supposed to be really haunted well I mean there's been a lot of death there's been a lot of hurricanes I found this article from Studentomics, and it's kind of harsh, actually, but it's very direct. It says, <laughs> it's kind of mean. It says, not your city that's boring, it's you. People who claim that their city is boring will often do one of the following. Number one, sit at home all day and never actually look for things to do in their city. Or number two, will never leave the town that they supposedly detest. It's active. You know, exciting things don't just come. Yeah, it is true. People impose these things on themselves and are afraid of going outside of their comfort zone. So, you you have an interesting experience that not a ton of people have. You grew up in Texas, and you never lived outside of Texas until you moved to Bangkok, which is a pretty big jump, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Describe that. Describe what it's like to go from somewhere you've been your entire life to somewhere that I don't even know if, cause we, we were hanging out then we were, we were friends and it happened in like two weeks. 
it went from I applied for this job for fun to I'm moving to Thailand and it took like a month total. No, it, it took two weeks total. It was from the day I applied to the day I touched down was two weeks uh, is how fast it was. <laughs> it wasn't even a month. Which, so I don't know, that there's kind of a blessing in that because you don't have time to process. People said, weren't you nervous? And I said, honestly, I was trying to graduate and I was just too stressed about that and just the packing and getting a visa. I, I'd never had time to... I, w- I was too busy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to think about it. Whereas if you had known that for a year, you would have been thinking about anxious. it. Yeah, and a little anxious. And so, this is this. I don't know if this is off topic for our episode, but it, it kind of goes into it. Because when you moved there, I assume you were like, in your head at least, you were like, oh, I'm going to do all this cool stuff. I'm going to do... Right, yeah, yeah. And now when you come home, you have that same kind of feeling. Well, yeah. So when I came here, I thought I was going to be here for one year or maybe two, Mm -hmm. you know. And so those first, well, the first year I was not so brave. I didn't do that much on my own. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I I went to places that were easy to get to. I went to the big sites. But also I was working full time. On my holidays, I would go to other towns, other cities. I think, I think... You know, it's it's been so many years now, it's kind of hard to remember how I felt mm-hmm. back then. Because my, my perspective has changed. So now Bangkok is just home. Bangkok is just my home. I'm, I'm more comfortable here now than I am when I go back to Dallas. Because when I'm in Dallas, I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I, I don't know where stuff is. I don't know how to do basic stuff in America. I don't know how to do banking or... Or, or get a SIM card, because, frankly, I've lived my entire adult life here. I've never had to do adult stuff in America. Yeah. So, Bangkok, I'm completely comfortable here now, to the extent that it just feels like my hometown, and sometimes I forget that I'm even living in a different country. But when I was here at the beginning, certainly that wasn't the case. I did try to do as much as I could, especially in the first two years. In the third, fourth, and fifth year, I started tutoring on the weekend, and I remember my fifth year was the first year when I had a school holiday and I just stayed home. <laughs> I was so tired, I just stayed home. And and I thought, well, that's kind of a sign that I'm just... You live here now. I, I live here now and I'm not really just traveling like crazy anymore. I had like a week-long holiday and I just sat in my room and, and ordered some pizzas and played Skyrim for like five days. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I know, but part of you feels guilty. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is a thing. I think that for me, I have this push to get out and do something just... Because this is Bangkok, you know, because I'm in this crazy country, this exotic place, this exciting, famous city with a million things to do, that I kind of feel a little guilty when I don't do stuff. Because I feel like I have this opportunity and I'm supposed to be enjoying it. And on the days when I just sit at home watching NHK on television (laughs) or playing Skyrim, that I'm just kind of wasting my time. And that's not true because I live here. So I think I still have this... Oh, there's a little bit of that still in me. Yeah. That I still had, that spark that when I had when I first came here. And I just don't think I'm, that's ever going to go away. So why do you think we don't? I think we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I think that we relegate travel to our holidays and when we have time off. And we want to spend that time somewhere else. But we have weekends. We can take a Saturday afternoon... You know, or even a one-day holiday if you have a three-day weekend. Yeah. I think that it's just because we just don't think about it. Have you recently 
even thought about going downtown and just walking around downtown Dallas. Probably no, not. not. Not even a little. You know? I think that it just doesn't even cross your mind to do so. Because it's not what people do. People put themselves in this box of everyday life in a very separate box of vacation time. And they think, I go do fun things on vacation time. And everyday life, I do my chores and I do my housework, which is all important stuff, of course. But I think that's why. I think that we just mentally separate the two activities. And we don't think about doing them in our hometowns because when we're in that second box, we're often somewhere else. Yeah, I I agree with that. Because, like you said, I don't think about it. My barber is in Sundance Square in Fort Worth, which is really neat. And it's fun to walk around, but I don't. When I'm there, I just go to my barber and I leave. But there are moments when I'm walking, I'm like, this is really cool. For sure. Like, you're surrounded by the big buildings, and it's just like, this is neat. But then you get back into your routine, and you just don't think about it anymore. You know, I'm moving to Colorado soon, and my fiancé and I are determined to not let the same thing kind of happen again. To not get complacent. I really try to make myself do one new thing a week that I'd never seen before. I I will challenge you to do the same. Mm -hmm. This isn't like an official challenge for the podcast, but I'm just going to challenge you as just a, a, a thing, you know, to do that. I think that would be really good. And sometimes I think starting fresh, like you're doing, going to a new place can help you kind of overcome that mindset. Maybe you'll be kind of like me here in Bangkok. I'm determined to not let what we did in Reno happen again. Because now she and I will talk about taking a trip back to Reno because there's so much stuff we didn't do. You get to the point where you're like, well, why did we leave? You have to, you do have to make a conscious effort to explore where you live. I don't know. I, I, I need to be better about it. And I would challenge our listeners to be better about it. I have a couple, a couple resources. Number one, the best thing you can do if you want to find these things is to go to some, I would say mid to low range hotel. You know how they always have those brochures in the lobby? Mm-hmm. Pick up all those brochures and read through them. I'm not I'm not saying all of them are going to be good. Most of them are going to be stupid, but <laughs> you might find a hidden gem there. One of my favorite resources is Atlas Obscura. Mm. It's a really cool website that's just documenting the strangest stuff in every town. I often am just Googling, like, weird stuff to see in Bangkok, or strange stuff to see your best street food in Bangkok, or just, just Googling um, hiking near Dallas. Yeah. I don't know, whitewater rafting near Dallas. I know there's none, but it might still show you some opportunities that you weren't aware of before. I mean, but even taking a tour, and I know, I know, I'm not like a guy who goes on package tours, but guides know these places that even a local doesn't know. And when you're on a tour, it's stress-free. So going on a, a walking tour, a Segway tour, a scooter tour, or a bike tour of your hometown, or even just like a a package tour of somewhere nearby where you drive out into the countryside and do something can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I think in in a normal year when COVID-19 is not going on, you can find these things on Airbnb experiences, on Take Me Tour, uh, things like that. Join a meetup group. I don't know if this is the same in every city, but in Bangkok we have a lot of meetup groups that are just about going on walking tours or even going on day trips outside of the city together. And it's probably that way in a lot of major mm-hmm. cities around the world, I would think. So there's really good resources, but sometimes you just have to look for them. And it's taken me seven or eight years to find these, to even kind of figure out how this works. You know, it's, it's not something that comes naturally to people. Even nowadays, I force myself sometimes to go out 
and, and I, I would like to say I do it every week. I don't often, but I try. But there was about two years here where I wasn't going out and doing this stuff. And life became kind of boring, and I didn't like that, and I don't want to go back to that. No, that's, that's really good advice. Well, James, it's time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News, and this week it's your turn. It is my turn. What have you found for us? I have found an article about five families who are sailing around the world. I don't know how to feel about it. Are they sailing around the world together, or are they five families that are separately sailing around the world? Separate five families. The people that sail around the world. The people that do it for, like, how fast can I do it, or I want to do it by myself, or I'm going to row. That's an impressive feat. People that have a sailing yacht are just rich people. (laughs) And that's kind of what this article is. They're homeschooling their kids on the boat. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know how to feel about it. We'll post a link to this article in on our blog. And I would like our listeners to give feedback on it because I'm I'm interested how what other people think about it because is this something like cuz this all happened during COVID-19. And I'm not saying that these people are doing anything wrong or that if you have money you shouldn't use it or whatever anything like that. The positive spin I can put on this is they want their kids to travel and see the world and be exposed to new ideas, new places, new things. But this year during COVID, that's not really happening. So presumably they're not like going to ports and walking around in different countries because they're not quarantining for 14 days, I would guess, unless they're just sitting on their boat, which they might be doing. But if they're just living on a boat, I don't see how that enriches the children at all. They're on a boat, this one family, they're on a huge boat. And they can go into port and have supplies delivered to their boat. Okay. It's just like being stuck at home. Which I guess is the point that I guess their thought process is we were going to be stuck at home anyway. We might as well do this. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't. I just don't know. I think I just don't get it. I. That has never been a dream of mine. I've never sat there and been like, I want to sail (laughs) around the world. So maybe it's just me. I mean, if somebody invited me and was like, hey, Michael, I'm going to go sail around the world. Would you like to come? I would say yes. But if someone asked me to give a list of my dream adventures, that wouldn't be one of them. It's not on there. I, I just don't know what they're getting out of it, except, yeah, maybe they, they just don't want to be stuck at home. I, I don't know. I don't know. Good for them, I guess, but I don't want to be judgy. I'm afraid I've been a little bit judgmental this episode. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to be. I'm not a judgmental, well, I, I am a kind of a judgmental person, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't mean to be. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, we'll we'll post a link to this article. It is interesting. It is, and I'm interested to see what people think about it. Because I want to be very a fairly open-minded podcast, but truth is, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. So, I'll tell you what. Let's have a listener mail segment. If we get some people writing in about this topic, we might read some of their messages on the air. So, if you have an opinion mm-hmm. one way or the other, if you think this is a really amazing experience, or if you've done something similar, why don't you write to us and kind of let, let us know. Share your thoughts with us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just one last reminder to please participate in our monthly challenge. We have some amazing stickers that we're prepared to send you, some exclusive stickers, I would say, that we're prepared to send you if you win the monthly challenge, if you post a picture of a coffee outside and we like it the most. 
All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We are so glad that you're here. Don't forget to email us, hello at attemptadventure.com, or click the little Contact Us button on our website, which is www.attemptadventure.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where we are Attempt Adventure on all three. Yes, we are. So, until next time, keep adventuring. I almost just was like, you know what? It's going to be up kind of late. I'll have a can of coffee. Like, bad idea, Michael. I didn't do it. I didn't. I resisted. Would have regretted that tomorrow. See, caffeine doesn't make me go to sleep. doesn't keep me up anymore. Oh, really? Like, I can just drink it whenever, and I'm fine. I need it to get going. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to have it in the morning, or I feel terrible. I even have a headache and, and feel really out of it. But I can't have it in the afternoon. I can have tea, but... I try hmm. not to have any caffeine past, like, 5 p.m. No coffee past, like, 2 or 3, or it will keep me up. Interesting. Hmm. So. I wish it did. <laughs> what an interesting conversation <laughs> that we've just had. <laughs> oh, um, boy. <laughs>